You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AMs, The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm fine, thanks. How's everything at Spice Radio today? We're doing very well, Charlie. Thanks for asking. Uh, there's a whole lot going on. I think one of the biggest stories this week where there's been a lot of conversation is the planet saw its hottest day on record this week. And it seems a lot of experts, especially those in like climate change and the scientists are saying, you know, it's a record that will be broken again and again, they say. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it is. Uh, we're really starting to see the results of the continued growth of fossil fuel emissions into the atmosphere, and so that the, the temperature it, it was. There were different measurements. One was seventeen point one eight degrees uh, Celsius, um, and it broke the record of seventeen point oh one. But they are saying, as you said, uh, Lynn Karen, that there will be more. It's it's really troubling because the body can't handle, uh, especially in a, in a hot zone, like more than 100 people have died in Mexico um, this year as a result of heat. Uh, we saw what happened in B.C. in 2021. There's one um, silver lining to this story of despair, and that's that the ice in Antarctica doesn't appear to be melting to the degree with the speed that was previously believed. And there's been newer research coming out in that area, which is good news in terms of sea levels. But the, the sea level rise um, from the melting ice on Greenland and in the Arctic is going to create some problems in the coming years. Uh, I think we might see it first on the eastern seaboard of the United States um, because you've got cities like New York City is very low-lying and heavily populated. Um, but it's, it is going to increase the urgency, I think, for renewables. Uh, solar power is um, affordable, and the storage of solar power and wind power and other renewables is improving dramatically. I think countries like India uh, I would expect to really embrace this technology in a big way in the years to come. And, and that might make things a little easier because they'll be less dependent on uh, other countries like Iran and Saudi Arabia um, and Russia for oil. And um, and I think what the consequences of that could be is that India might um, move a little more quickly into the Western um kind of sphere, we can already see that happening, you know, with the uh, Indo-Pacific strategy and and India being seen as a bulwark against China, Chinese expansionism and, and China and Pakistan are close allies, and India is now moving into the camp of Europe and, and the United States and Canada and Japan, so um, there are kind of interesting geopolitical implications of all of this, but bottom line is it's 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 really bad for human beings living through this heat 
It, it really is. And I do hope it does increase that sense of urgency because, you know, we've seen so many studies, you know, whether it's the climate UN report that says, hey, we don't have a lot of time left. And now, you know, you've got a headline like this that's saying, hey, we saw our hottest day ever. So I do really hope that it does increase that urgency and, you know, everybody takes action on this issue. Uh, Charlie, another story that is getting a whole lot of conversation is uh, Meta has launched Threads now, which is supposed to be the competition for Twitter or supposedly be the new Twitter. What do you make of Threads? Do you think it's going to be as successful? I think it. I think what Twitter's facing is a whole bunch of uh, threats to it, it. You know, its dominance in that area of quick breaking news um, on social media, and and I do think Threads uh, could present some problems because anyone with an Instagram account can bring their followers over to Threads because one of the disincentives if you want to go on Mastodon or Blue Sky and they're, they're, so Threads isn't the only one, there are others is let's say you've got 5,000 or 10,000 followers on Twitter and then you go to Mastodon and you have no followers and then you're, you're, it's like you're starting from scratch and if you took a Twitter account say back in 2009 or 2010 and you have all these followers um you know, you kind of go, well, <laughs> do I really want to start from scratch? But with, with threads, is different because you're not starting from scratch. And uh, I do think uh, Elon Musk has uh, irritated a lot of progressive thinking people with some of the things that he's been doing with, with um, Twitter since he bought it. And... So I do, I do see threads as a problem for him. And I also think Mark Zuckerberg, he already went through what Elon Musk is going through right now. Is the, the, you know, the CEO of Meta, the founder of Facebook, is he, he has been totally trashed for what happened you know, in elections and Cambridge Analytica and all of these things and the Brexit, the Facebook data and privacy controversies. So now he's keeping a much more lower profile, and as a result, I don't think he's quite the lightning rod for public anger in the way that Elon Musk is setting himself up to be. And that, too, I think could help threads over time. Interesting you said that, Charlie. I was just wondering, what would you make of the timing that threads has come into the market? Well, I think the the issue is... um, Meta has had a great year on the stock market this year. And uh, Tesla has too, by the way, and, and a lot of these tech stocks. But he, Mark Zuckerberg's flush with cash right now. So I think the timing is, is very good for him because he's in a position where he can withstand quite a lot. Uh, the next issue is social media really does well in elections. So he's, he's launched this thing, you know, a year and a half before, uh, maybe less than a year and a half, but we're going to get into the U.S. election cycle in a big way. Once the primary started, and then we head to the 2024 election. So I think his timing is actually quite good, and this might have played into his thinking. And the other issue is elections aren't all, not only good for use of social media, they're very good for advertising, because a lot of money is sloshing around, 
and I think um, to buy ads, all these political action committees and things like that. And I think um, he's probably eyeing that as a potential revenue source. Actually, that's a really good point. The timing is good when you think about, especially with U.S. politics. There's going to be a whole lot happening there. Um, And Charlie, finally, it's the weekend. And you and I were talking about how there are so many events for people to check out, especially in the month of July. So what can people do? (laughs) It's a banquet. Um, (laughs) First thing, you can head down to the Roundhouse Community Center and see some great art, uh, multimedia artists making her debut with Indian Summer. Uh, Rajni Pereira, and she's also in conversation um, today with Diviani uh, Saltzman, who's the daughter of Deepa Mehta, and she's one of the guest curators of Indian Summer. But if if visual arts aren't your thing, there's a Dancing on the Edge Festival um, at the Fire Hall Theater, uh, and and this is you know first rate dance. If you like music, there's the Catalano uh, free concert on, on West 4th Avenue and, and the blocks are shut down. You don't want to be driving in that area um, on the weekend, but, but it's a huge deal. There's also free performance at the Libby Leshgold Gallery, um, which is at Emily Carr uh, University of Art and Design. And Saturday and Sunday, and even this evening, the opening, there's Carnival del Sol, which is this huge Latin American plaza. And I, I really enjoy that because they have, um, you know, they incorporate everyone from Mexico down to Chile and Argentina and the Caribbean. So you get the entire Latin American community gathering, and it's a, it's a huge deal. And that, that community has grown by almost 50% um, from the 2016 to 2021 census in, in Metro Vancouver. So it's a really rapidly growing and vibrant um, community. Uh, and then, then there's also, as I heard on your advertising, the Theater Under the Stars, which is musical theater, and it's outstanding, and it's at Stanley Park in Malkin Bowl. Um, so, so, you know, there's no excuse to be sitting on your couch this weekend. Exactly right. There's no excuse. There is a lot that is going on. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Have a wonderful weekend. Okay. Thanks, Karen. You too.